0: Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side.
1: You know, if I wasn't
0: commentating on, on a Saturday or a Sunday, I don't quite know what else I'd be doing. This is your twice-weekly alternative football show, and we are ready to go with another dose of football funny. If you've not subscribed to this show yet, then please do. It means you get all the new stuff we do as soon as it's ready, and you will never miss another episode. Plus, it's free! It's free! That's one bit of nice news in a world that is, at the moment, predominantly full of bad news right now. Hurricanes, financial chaos, fascist uprisings. So you really have to admire West Ham. Clearly, they are trying to take our minds off the terrible things that are happening in this world by becoming a comedy football club. Now, they were doing okay with their mission. The defence was putting in some truly comedic performances, whilst opposition strikers were finding it as easy to score as an Instagram model at a party with Wayne Rooney. But then Kim Jong-un launched another nuclear warhead. The threat of global nuclear war was realised and West Ham really had to step up their game if they were really going to take our minds off the troubles in the world but I think they managed it. The club's farcical attempts to sign Sporting Lisbon midfielder William Carvalho were hilarious enough, but what followed after the breakdown of the transfer borders on the hilarious. It all started when West Ham chairman David Gold and Sullivan, who I'm sure you know made their millions from soft porn, accused Sporting of performing a deadline day U-turn on the transfer, an accusation to which Sporting responded by calling into question the truth of the story demanding evidence from the Davids and releasing an official statement which read, The football industry is not the set of an adult film in which all obscenities are allowed. The owner of a club demands a lot more than this intellectual pornography. Don't know if that's strictly true. I mean, being at West Ham is a little bit like the adult film industry. They're getting humped by absolutely everyone. And with Andy Carroll, they seem to enjoy a big man in the hole. Sporting's statement started a war of words with both clubs bickering in exactly the way that most serious businessmen don't, which culminated in Sporting's president, Bruno de Carvalho, giving the pair of Davids a brand new nickname in an interview on their club's fan TV channel. The presidents of West Ham, we must know the truth from Mr. David Sullivan and his brother, the Dildo Brothers. Bravo, Bruno. It's the most exciting dildo-related football story since that Sky Sports reporter was attacked outside the club's training ground on deadline day with a purple vibrator. Or should that be dildo day? Clearly, knowing that you can't come back from being called the Dildo Brothers, the club have now gone a bit quiet. Thankfully, Slaven Bilic wasn't one of the ones in the club that got the memo. And once the reporter in this weekend's press conference had phrased the question right, he was more than happy to give his view. When you read that comment... Which, Which one? Know. Which one? Tell me. Come on, say it. Come on. The reference to the sex, job, sex object. Which one? To you are expecting running. me to say <laughs> the one? Which one? The Dilbert problem. Okay. it's funny. Made me laugh. And that is why Slaven Bilic is one of the most likeable people in football. It's going to be a real shame when he gets handed his P45 next week. Personally, I think the Davids should just embrace it. Call yourself the Dildo Brothers, sign up players like Stefan Kuntz, Anil Kok and Ralph Minge, replace the famous crossed hammers on the crest with a pair of prosthetic golden penises and bag yourself Pornhub as a shirt sponsor. Uh. Let's face it, being caught watching adult films is probably less embarrassing than getting caught watching the Hammers nowadays. Get the fuck out of the room! <laughs> and it would still be better than Spurs' new sponsorship for their stadium. A leaked email this week suggested that the £150 million naming rights had been sorted for Spurs New Ground and it was going to be called the FedEx Stadium for the postal company. That's going to cost them £150 million as long as they put the right stamps in it and don't have to pay an import fee when they pick up the name from the post office anyway. The fans don't seem keen, but actually, I think FedEx is a perfect name for Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium. Firstly, they usually find it all a bit too much around Christmas, Quite often, they have trouble delivering the goods. And last season, after missing out on the Premier League to Chelsea, they left some very valuable items with their nearest neighbours. I'll get my coat. Thank you. That's your lot for today. Please come back on Thursday when we'll have a brand new round-up, a load more football funny and a lovely new show for you to wrap your ears around. If you have yourself an Amazon Echo as well, you can now get on the left side as part of your daily... Briefing too. Just search alternative football show in the Alexa store, enable the skill, and there it will be on your echo every morning when you have your cup of coffee. Hello, what would you like to do next? We look forward to seeing you again very soon, but for now, adios. On the left side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Selverson for abrupt audio.